Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, human people. Welcome to the Mac Belfast. Please welcome a man who hasn't had an alcoholic drink for 999 days. It's Richard Herring! How lovely I can see you all. Hello. Hello, Belfast. Oh, oh, lovely to be back. Thank you very much for coming along to see the show. Uh, Welcome to Richard Herring's Little Stiff Toes podcast. Uh, that was the original name of uh, Stiff Little Fingers. The uh, I said that's that's sorted the old from the young. <laughs> Belfast band, <laughs> punk band, and um, nice, isn't it? It's little stiff toes are nicer than stiff little. I think there was something rude about stiff little fingers. I never worked it out. But I was temping bowling at W five today, and <laughs> the uh, <laughs> some pretty cool. And uh, the cast of Game of Thrones was up the next on the next lane. They're still hanging around just in case. Uh, and Joffrey calls it Rahalastabas. I don't know if that's going to... Uh, 
Jeffrey. Mind you, you can't even pronounce Jeffrey properly, so who, who knows? Uh, I had quite a... Uh, I don't want to be the... Uh, I had quite a funny thing happen to me on the way to the gig. Uh, it's been quite a, a journey to get here because I came from Hertfordshire, uh, and, which is not near to Belfast. Uh, we went through airport security at Luton Airport, the finest airport. I'm sure you'll all agree that you can go to. Uh, and uh, I was buzzed through, you know, like the, it goes, there's a little traffic light system, your case comes down, there's a traffic light, waits the traffic light, and then the traffic light goes yellow or red, it goes to a different thing. You have to, and so that, my, my journey through was delayed. The guy, I'd, I'd, I've got this brilliant bag with loads of pockets and I thought I'd emptied everything out, but I'd got an iPad and some sun cream in the back, right? So then it went back and then it came through again. <laughs> Uh, and it went, oh, when I was waiting, and, and it got to the bit, and it went the other way again, it went through again, the guy came through, and he, he looked through everything, he said, have you got a vape in there? It looks like there's a vape in there, I said, there's not a vape in there, he took loads of stuff out, put it, put it all back in, went through a third time, third time, it went back through, I had to go to the man again, and by this stage you couldn't find what, what was wrong, he said, And just in the dressing room, I found an extra pocket inside one of the other pockets with a massive deodorant in it, which was useful. I just needed one as well. But what I'm saying to any terrorists out there, if you've hidden it quite well, just wait. By the third time, they just go, go through it. We can't find it. You can go. It's, there's something on the x-ray, but it goes, we can't find it. It's a little tip for the terrorists out there. Not that you guys need any help. So, um... <laughs> Uh, look, uh, you know, I hate to see a, a, a city divided uh, amongst itself. Um, and whenever I travel, I do try to solve <laughs> solve the world's problems. Uh, and I think you guys, you know, I know you're in conflict, but why don't you just look for a thing that you all have in common? Just try and concentrate on that. For example, I think a lot of you here are Christians. So why, why don't you? Why don't you just focus on that? Thing that could solve it. And I do have to thank the city of Belfast, half of you anyway, uh, because it is my birthday on 12th of July, and I, um, I, I, love, I love the effort you put in for me. Um, I just... When I was a, t- a kid, when I was about nine or ten, orange was my favourite colour, right? It was. I liked orange fruit pastels and stuff, but I, f- I prefer blue now, if I'm honest. And it's, I love the fact you kind of hold on to... The past, but maybe let some of the past, when, you know, so many years have passed, maybe it's time to let things go. I don't know, that's, that's all I would say. You know, I used to like banging drums and wearing bowler hats and aggravating my neighbours, but I've, I've, I've changed. So, you know, let's move with the times. So long ago, what you're doing that for, it's absolutely pathetic. <laughs> William of Orange East. You pricks. All right, um, let's... Um... But, and so are the Catholics, so it's fine. It's so fine. Jesus is even longer ago, and no, that's not true either, so there we go, it's all good. We're all, we're all happy. Look, we're going to... How dare I, how dare I come and, uh, and try and comment on the situation when I have a fantastic guest view who has done uh, more to promote and explain what's going on in Northern Ireland than anyone else, I think. Uh, she's probably best known for being the writer of two episodes of Totally Frank. That is what we're going to be. That is what we're going to be talking about exclusively tonight. I know there's a lot of Totally Frank fans in. Will you please welcome the incredible genius Lisa McGee, ladies and gentlemen? 
Come in. Look how gorgeous. Am I allowed? Am I allowed to say that? I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. You're, you're, you look gorgeous. Am I allowed to say that anymore? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed oh, to say that. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, what can you, you can, I don't know what you can do. <laughs> Lovely to see you, Lisa. Thank you very much for coming uh, to my show. Thanks for inviting me. Um, what, what do you, uh, what's your memories of writing uh, on Totally Frank? I can't remember. No? Okay. <laughs> do you remember what it was? It was like, it was, I like was girl. My, it was my first TV credit. Right. I think maybe 2006, seven, okay. maybe. Yeah, it was about... A, I remember what it was about. It was about a band, a yeah. girl band. And they had real songs that they tried to release, I think. Is it a bit like Girls 5 Ever? Have you seen Girls 5 Ever? No. Oh, it's a, it's a good show. I bet I'd like it, 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 it yeah. It, it's, I think you would really... It's actually the first series is great. One fan in for Girls 5 Ever. <laughs> uh, but uh, do watch it. I think, you, I, think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, it's the best uh, sitcom I've, I've seen in the last five to, five to ten years. <laughs> That's not true. Um, well, look, there's, there's so much to talk to you about. I am quite, what I want to start with, and you have talked about this in interviews before, um, the, the, the first dance at your wedding was to the theme tune from Murder, She Wrote. Yes. That's right. Um, and I honed in on that. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> uh, you're a big fan of Jessica Fletcher. Massive. Do yeah. you like Murder, She Wrote? I don't... I think it's a bit shit. I, I like... <laughs> I like... Um, I like Diagnosis Murder, which is a, is a classier show, I think. If no, you're going to go for never that. Under that. Yeah, no, 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 I know what it is, yeah, but it wasn't as good as Murder, She Wrote. Did Angela oh. Lansbury put her own children in, the, in Murder, She Wrote? No, she did not, so... That's what Dick oh, Van Dyke did. did. I? Oh, yeah, did Barry okay. Van Dyke. Barry Van Dyke plays the romantic lead. Oh, that's lead. right. That, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And all the Van Dykes turn up in it oh, at some point. Amazing. And Charchi from Happy Days is in it before he went mental. <laughs> it's got everything. Yeah, I don't, I, it was too medically for me. <laughs> I like it pure, like more just concentrate on the, on the murders. Yeah. It's sort of showing off because they could do all the medical stuff. So. Yeah, they, they can cure people as well as yeah. solve the mysteries. Yeah. So, yeah. You're right, it's, it is showing off. Yeah. What, do, just pitch uh, her to me, Jessica Fletcher. What do, what do you like about... Uh, I love that um, she seems to have a great life. Yeah. And she's like really, she's a really successful writer that doesn't seem to do any work. I like that. <laughs> and she, she has a class house and she, um, her, like, she, she like, it's really weird, but her husband sort of, they obviously had a very happy marriage, but then he passed away conveniently. <laughs> and then she just like rocks around solving crime and she has a, a wee bike. It just seems great. And, it's okay. You know, I, I, I'm t- I'm, I saw the um, uh, haunting in Venice or whatever it's called, the latest Agatha Christie. I haven't Christie. seen it yet, no. But it's like what happens a lot. As a writer, and as writers, we shouldn't like this, it sort of implies that oh, there's, there's a writer character who's obviously like Agatha, Christie, like Agatha Christie in that one. Okay. But it sort of implies that writers can't think of any plots and so have to make go and see things happening, which they'll then write down. Yeah. Uh, which well, I think is writing's a bit, a bit tougher than that. Totally, it's a bit. It's yeah. a bit of both, hasn't it? Like yeah. you do steal stuff. Yes, of course. From real life, you don't sort of set up murders and stuff. Though, no, oh god, that, but... no, no, no. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you? No. <laughs> that would no. be a good. Uh, that would be a good. Uh... <laughs> it seems like a, a lot of effort. Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot of effort. Good. Well, I'm glad. I'm, I'm delighted that you. We my my first dance, uh, my wedding to my current wife, uh, was uh, <laughs> Girl from Mars because my 
My wife, yeah. Because oh. my wife's like an alien. I mean, A, she's attracted <laughs> to me. I don't know why she seems otherwise a quite normal uh, person. But, uh, yeah. It was, it was fun, isn't it? It's important, that first dance. Did you, have you got a video of you dancing to your first dance? No. I don't know. Like, we weren't even going to do one, but then we thought that would be funny. It was the only reason we did it, I think. And did you have we, it all choreographed? Not really, but no. we started it with Titanic. <laughs> and everybody was like, oh, for God's sake. Do you know, like the <laughs> Celine Dion. But then it sort of went under the Murder, She Wrote theme tune. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> um, so, uh, look, I mean, it's glib to say I feel I know all about your teenage years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for the very thing I've just said, that like I, then I'm suddenly saying, right, it's going to make stuff up, but I think that you've just written down everything you did for yeah, Derek. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are you? Is it a bit like you, or is it not really like you? Those? Yeah, I think like I would say loosely inspired by my teenage years, yeah. my family, um, my friends. But like anything, you take the bits that are going to work and stick them together and make and pull a character this way or that way. Or, a situation, like a lot of the, the very first ideas might be real, but then you push it so far and they're burning down a chip shop or whatever, do you know, because yeah. it, it needs to, like every episode needs to have a, a pickle, I call it, like what's the big pickle of each episode and you push that as far as you can. So we done like, there was no killing nuns or anything, like, but we, <laughs> you know, we might have been in detention type of thing. Yeah. I mean, what's? I mean, there's so many things that we'll we'll talk about. Derry goes now. I wasn't going to talk about it straight away, but let's talk about it straight away, um, and then talk about nothing else. Um, <laughs> I'm a I'm a massive fan of it, and I think just the, I mean the writing's so fantastic, but the characters are so amazing, and it would be just it would sort of be impossible that all of those people were real yes. and all together because yeah, they're yeah. So, it's so well yeah. put together. But what I love about it is there's not really any character in there that you don't like or that you don't care about or that you don't actually feel for which I think is quite you know most people in a sitcom put in like a baddie yeah oh that's lovely I I think you don't want to you don't want to have the bit where everybody makes the cup of tea you you know where go here this bit you know I never wanted that so I really tried to make everyone have a thing that was funny in its own right um and and I think that that was just a good yeah, it was just a good principle, really, because it just meant you got more jokes as well. If yes. You, if you really thought about everybody. Yeah. Everyone has their, in their mind, is the lead character their sitcom? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uncle Colm could have a different sitcom. Yeah, he definitely could and should. <laughs> <laughs> and must. <laughs> but it is, you know, it is. I mean, the gang are fantastic and it's such a well-balanced gang, but it is literally every person who comes in, you just feel affection for them. And, and, you know, I, I know it wasn't your original intention to set it in the 90s, right? You were going to make no, it No, I was going to try and make it modern. Yeah, contemporary, yeah. But, um, yeah, that felt wrong for loads of reasons. I, I never wrote, I never attempted the contemporary version because by the time I'd gone to script, we'd discussed it and, and I decided to give that a crack. And it just, it just worked. It felt very natural. Yeah. And it, it actually felt like I had a, I've said this a lot, I avoided writing about the troubles or and I was so bored it was ever it was just a t- it was our whole lives and it was everywhere and it just I thought I'll n- I remember saying to myself when I was a teenager I'll never write about that um but the minute I did I started there was lots I had to say you know I found in a lots of stuff that I that I felt was really stupid at the time or you know funny or yes yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, but it's very much in the background, isn't it? And then will suddenly spring to the foreground. Yeah. But it's, it's, you forget about it. It's, it's about family. It's about adolescence. It's about the, in this unusual situation. But I guess, you know, things like the, the, the bomb on the bridge and not being yes. able to get across yeah, to get yeah, the yeah, tanning yeah. done. Yeah, I mean... That, it, it just makes it so human and real. Yeah, and, it, and it, that feels like one of the least surreal jokes on it. Do you know what I mean? I... <laughs> I remember people getting very... Fr- it became yeah. just a nuisance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember, like, being in a, a... I've spoken about this before, too. I've been in a queue for a shop with my mum when I was young and there was a bomb scare and she just had all her shit to do and she was trying to get her stuff rung through before we got... To, yeah. Like, it was, you know, it just was that day to day. Yeah. I mean, it's... As I said, I think it's... You know, for most people in England, I think certainly maybe the, maybe most of the mainland, it's um, you know it, they don't know about what was going on in Northern Ireland. I think so. No. I feel this is more educational than anything that's been put out in yeah, in mean, England. I think for the English people, and it really brings home what it means. I, I'm sort of trying to imagine what it means. I mean, these people will be able to tell me, I suppose, but what it means, it must mean so much more for the people here. Well, we I, we get a lot of lovely feedback about yeah. it, and it's great because the one thing about people from here, and I love being from here, and I love here, is they don't hold back if they don't like something. <laughs> and, you, you know, you would really, they'd be pissed off. Yeah. So I know you was taking a risk writing it because, um, yeah, I don't want to, I, I, I don't, it's a big responsibility, I guess, as well. And yeah. I don't think there'd really um, been a sitcom like that about that time before. Um, I don't know. It just, it, yeah. There's a lot of, and now there's a lot of love for it, which is amazing. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure. And it's, you know, it is that. I mean, it's finding. It's, I think with comedy, when you can find like a serious situation, or even a deadly situation, even a tragic situation, and still find the laughs around it without laughing at, you know, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not about. Often yeah. people get upset about comedy, thinking you're joking about yeah. something grave, but it really isn't that. It's finding the life and the humanity yeah, around this. You know, the, and it's the line you walk, isn't yeah. it? It's how you do that. Um, and I think it's really about. And I learned this as as I was as I was writing. I think comedy, sitcoms, it's about a group of people you want to be with, yeah. go through things with, you know, um, and that you start... And, it, and it's why when people say it educates... Derek has educated them about certain elements of Northern Irish history. It's because it can't be preachy. You remember something that's funny, yeah. do you know? Um, and I think before, a lot of it had just been people shouting at each other on the TV, <laughs> you know? yeah. I do. Well, I generally think that this is the kind... I'm, I'm sure some history teachers and lazy ones just put it on for the class. They But they absolutely should because, yeah. they, you know, because it's, it is... Comedy is a great way to... You know, you remember things. You, know, you remember all the things that happened in this and all the... You know, yeah. and, and, but, but equally, it gives you that human element. And, and, I, and I think even if, you, even if it wasn't set in Derry... Um, the, the the story of the characters and 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 the fact it's about the stupidity of adolescence rather yeah. than rather than about sexy sixteen oh, year olds. Yeah, I really, you know, do, I really don't want to do that. I yeah. hate that, and um, I really I'm allergic to that. Like, <laughs> but and also that another thing was that boys were always the one having the fun, and it's like it was always there was always this sort of view like oh, teenage bo- boys are so crazy and funny, and the girls are always 
the one pulling them on the line or they never got any of the, the big gags on and, and in my experience I went to a convent school very much like the one on the show and they were the funniest people I ever knew those all our gears and they were the, just the rudest and um, I, I hadn't really seen that either yeah. and I just felt like I wanted that that I remember saying to my producers like our gears are going to be the ones that get to do all the all the jokes and all the bad things and get under trouble. Um, so I think it was a lot of that. I think a lot of women responded to it because they saw their, no matter where they're from, they saw their friends. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I know, and again, I think even the, the convent thing is, that, you know, that's got, in drama and, you know, it's got such a sort of bad rap. It's yes. always, it's always all bad nuns, yeah. you know, <laughs> burying babies in the back garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we can laugh about it now. Um, yeah. But, you know, but it is, you know, and, George, and uh, Sister George Michael is, uh, yeah. is, you know, is, you know, a, a, an interesting character, but you definitely well, I think, are on you her know, side. The, there, of course there is all that, and I'm, yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of a lot of it, but there was this all her sides, the, the school I went to, where they really cared about your education. They really, it was, you know, working class girls, so we're trying to get them... They were trying to push them over that line and make them career women, and you know. So I think they 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 really really give a shit about us as well. So yeah. I, I I also had affection for some of. Some, I thought they were awful at the time. I was so scared <laughs> of them, but you know, I don't have that affection for them looking back. Yeah. And you just go, God, they were just trying to get us, um, you know, to pass these exams to get into <laughs> university. You know. Yeah, and it's the second sitcom with the character called George Michael in it. Which is Arrested <laughs> Development has that as well, which is another very good sitcom. So that is the that is my tip for writing a good sitcom. <laughs> Stick that in. Um, yeah, look. Well, look. It's had so many accolades. I'm not the the mural is amazing, of course, that you've talked about. So there's a you know out of all these um, incredible and and sometimes partisan, shall we say, murals around. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes they're quite political. Um, yeah, I was, I'd go as far as saying so. To have to have the cast up Lovely, on there yeah. is, is yeah. such. I mean, again, in it's such the spirit of the the program, and it's very cool. Like yeah. because um, where it is in Derry as well, it's bang in the centre of the town. So the idea that when I, it, it always takes me by surprise, and you, you're just walking through. And there's just these five idiots, you know, just staring <laughs> at you. And it's, it, it is just, it's, it's just lovely, yeah. yeah. And you've, you've been on The Simpsons? Yes, that was the most exciting thing for me. <laughs> I couldn't believe that, yeah. So yeah. What, 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 what's the, it's a sort of reference rather than... Yeah, the, it's, it's what they did, they called an ice cream parlour, Dairy Gears ice cream, but yeah. inside the uniforms, are our, unif- our school uniform as well. Right. And, um, like, I was then talking to the writers and they were saying they all watch it and they're all fa- so I was just blown away by that I just could not believe that happened you're going to get a cameo in the future series oh I don't think so but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did start off like wanting to be an actor though right it was when you went to when you went to yeah and that, I, d- I don't go to drama school no, I, no. I wouldn't have got into drama no. school I went to Queen's yeah. University um and I wanted to be an actor, I guess, in that way that that was what you knew people, that was the thing you kind of knew about. Like, I was um, so bad, like, like, like famously bad at Queen's, how shit an actor I was. <laughs> I, I always loved writing, though, and I was doing that at the same time. So that 
thank God there was something else I could do because yeah. And so you came out of, of, of there and went to worked at the National Theatre almost instantaneously. It seems is that is that correct? It feels like that now, but yeah. there were there were those couple of years when you leave university where you just think, oh my God, like what am I doing with my life? But um, and that feels like when you're that young, that feels like centuries, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, look, when you when you see it written back on paper or whatever, you go, that feels quite lucky and quick. And yeah, and it was all those things as well. So I went over and did an attachment there. It's this brilliant, I don't know if they still do it, where they give you an office, give you a wage and um, let you write and you don't even have to write for them. Right. Amazing. Like, yeah. um, so for... For me, someone that definitely, there was no backup money. <laughs> you know, my parents were like, very much get a job. Um, that it, was, it was just a brilliant way to be able to do the, the brilliant start for me. Yeah. yeah. And was that where you saw, were you thinking, I want to move to TV? Or were you thinking, I want to be a very, you know, it was, big... It, there was no plan. What happened was um, I was writing plays again because I did a theatre degree. That's what I knew. That's what you did. We'd had a wee theatre company. Um, we were putting on plays in pubs and things like that. I got the attachment at the National. Around that time, I got an agent, and I started getting TV work and started getting paid. And that was that. <laughs> <laughs> because theatre doesn't pay, do you know? And no. if, if you're... You know, you have. To... I know. Well, when I've written plays, they really don't pay. They uh, <laughs> they, they go in very. My last play lost forty five thousand pounds. So that's um, <laughs> that was a pleasure. That was a pleasure to to write that. And you know, it, it, it you know, it doesn't feel it so much from your CV, but it is. But it is a struggle as a writer, and you know, to go through these various jobs that you're writing on other people's ideas yes. and coming in and writing a couple of scripts on other people's ideas yeah. and then having your own ideas and trying to get those yeah. commissioned. I mean, I've, I've always... We talked a little bit backstage about this, but I've always found it, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've got like a foot in the door and people will see me and they'll often pay me to write something. Yeah. But then, it, you know, it's, it's a long time since something. It's so on. hard. Yeah, yeah. And it's just... It's a whole... I think the writing on other people's stuff was very good for me and also just wasn't a choice. I had to, <laughs> I, I had to do it. But I did learn a lot from all yeah. the writers. And, um, yeah, it was just a good way to write in different genres. And um, because you... You know, you writing on a vampire thing or writing about, you know... Shooters or whatever I did, like I can't even remember, but you know, like a period thing or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then, I just think it's good to write in different voices and to try them out and all that as well. So it was, even though that again there was no plan, it, it really helped me. Yeah, and so you, you you wrote on being human, which you talked about there, which was involved yes, ghosts. And I love that. Yeah. Imagine ghosts being a successful. Uh, sitcom that could never work. Um, but I remember it. It was a, it was a you know interesting show, funny show with. Uh... Yeah, it was great. It had that weird. Um, there was another show at the time called Misfits, which had a yes. similar tone. Where it was just a very kind of um, British show, I guess. Like it was, it was the vampires arguing over the, who made the tea last kind yeah. of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I loved that show. I really and 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 you could do little standalone episodes of it and things and um again i had no interest in that kind of genre it was the comedy that i loved about about that show and that's why i wanted to work on it yeah and so when were you when did you start pitching like your own ideas i early i yeah. had a show um 
about a kitchen, about a restaurant in Dublin. And that that ran for five years. Um, uh, But that wasn't really my idea. That was someone else had had written a film called Kitchen and they wanted to do a TV show. But the TV show was completely different. So I kind of took over as the the lead writer. Um, And that was set in Dublin for RTE. So that, that was my own. But I always did the other stuff alongside it you know I, I was doing being human as well right um because you just i just think it's like you're saying you have to line stuff up um because stuff doesn't come back and you know and then yeah so. well it's a t- you know being a writer and being o- only a writer i think like, yeah. like as, a, as a comedian and you know i do bits and pieces on other sort of other shows and sometimes acting and sometimes you know panel shows or whatever so I, you know i can and I can do my own stand-up shows if I if I need to to go out to make some money. So it is, if you if you're just writing, it's it's that sort of sort of lonely, thankless sort of, especially when you're just creating stuff and it's not necessarily getting on. Or yeah. It's yeah. such it's such a it's psychologically a quite a difficult it's thing to get through. And you were young, yeah. right? You were this you were still young when you were. Yeah, doing. I was very like look again. I thought of I thought I was like behind, you know, like but I, I was young and I, and I was very 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 lucky. I feel I, f- I feel about worried about the talent coming through now. There were a lot there were a lot of places there were a lot of chances. Yeah, I think, and it seems to be getting. I mean, you know, there's 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 more opportunities in another sense. There's more TV. Yeah. Well, not at the minute with the strike and all that, but like there, you, you know, like there. Yeah, they're, yeah. But um, well, it's sort of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because there is in that, you know, when I was first on TV, even and certainly when I was a kid watching stuff, a comedy show would come along every six months or a year. Yes. And it would be a big, you know, if it was your generation's thing, it would be a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. now, and you would. It would seemingly people would get a, a decent shot at something. They'd get a couple yeah. of series at least. And it's now, hard. It's hard to even get noticed now as a yeah, new show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you did a show called London Irish. Yes. Which again was only one series, though, right? So. One series. Yeah, not my choice, but no. yeah, one, <laughs> one series. Um, so with the same people that I went on to do Dairy Gears with, and there's the a lot of the reason I was able to do Dairy Gears because London Irish existed. So yeah. I'm very glad for it. You know. Um, yeah, so that was cancelled after one. Yeah, yeah, it was gutted. So that's the that's you know that's almost it's sort of almost it's not maybe it's not as disappointing as never getting something on, but it's almost worse, isn't it? Because it's sort of you get there and then you've yeah, got it up and pretty, running. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> because you you put a you know you, you put so much under it and you, you've you've worked out that second series and everything and yeah, and you just think then of have another mountain to climb, do you know? Like, but yeah. um. Yeah, you you try to go well, learn, I learned something from it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of being pissed off and annoyed, but um, yeah. And did you feel when you came up with Dairy Girls and get Dairy Girls before it was on? Did you feel this is it? This is going to be the one? No way, absolutely no way. I, f- I felt that more about London Irish. Really? Yeah, yeah. I felt I felt like um, Dairy Girls was just. I mean, I, who was going to watch it? That was what I thought. I was, I was like, "Are they mad?" <laughs> and then, but I was just like, "They're they're letting me do it, and they don't seem to be asking any questions, and it seems like it's happening." <laughs> and then we still don't know what happened, but it, <laughs> you know, it worked. Yeah. And sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes just it hits at the right time, and that's that. Yeah, you know, it, there is. I mean, there definitely is an element of luck. I think, like when you look at something like The Office, which I always keep coming back to, but 
Yeah. It didn't really hit the first time it was shown and it was repeated because of one of those, you know, oh, strikes. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, it had, I think John Peel championed it. People started championing it. Oh, okay. But, like, when you think, if that had just been one series and then disappeared, yeah. how different the world of, yeah. of sitcoms and entertainment would be. Not saying it'd be better. <laughs> if Ricky Gervais wasn't successful, I'm not saying that world would be an amazing world. I, I do, and I do, I do feel there are shows that I've been a fan of that have kind of disappeared, and it's yeah, do you know? Yeah, definitely, really good stuff. Yeah. And you just go, yeah, but that's yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not a, it's not fair, is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's not fair. But then once you've got that, once you do have a hit behind you, does it, does that, do the doors open and everything become much easier? It becomes a good bit easier, yeah. like not as easy as I like it to be. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know how long it'll last, so I'm just running at it now because people people seem to be... Like, now I'm the derogator person, so until that runs out, I'm just going to write, write, write. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it definitely, it definitely makes things a bit easier. Yeah, that's yeah. nice to know. And it, 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 reading interviews, it sounds like... I mean, is, it, is, it, is Derry Girls... Is, there was sort of talk of a movie of Derry Girls. Is that, is that going to happen? No, 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 no. Um, no. I, there was talk for, for a while, but then you, you, you... I don't... I mean, God knows, but probably in 10 years, I could have changed my mind. But I just think when you end something really the way you want to end it... Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be that person that goes back and everybody hates it. You know? <laughs> I do. It's, you know, it, but it, it's... That, it's a difficult decision because everyone obviously would love to see more, yeah. even though I absolutely, you know, you, it, it is that, that perfect show in that, it's, that it, it wraps itself up yeah. and it, it's hard to imagine coming back. But you're still, you know, thinking about the characters and you're still kind of, you know, yeah. imagining their futures and what they would yes, be now. Yes, I, I do. Less so now, but definitely when, I, when, it, when it, that, that year ended... Um, yeah, stuff obviously still pops under your head, ideas, and you write it down, and then you go, "Oh, I don't that, that we're done." <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, you could sudden, you could bring it up to date, and and yeah, I don't want to have do them that. now. No, yeah. okay, all right. No. <laughs> can I can I write it? <laughs> Except I want to call it London Dairy Girls. It's just a little, it's just a little thing. On. Hope that's not controversial. Um, I'll just ask her to get over that one. Uh, wondering about putting that in, and then now there it is. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, ninety-six percent replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a thirty-night guarantee. Plus, get fifteen percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. 
jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Um, I'll ask you an emergency question. Okay. Yeah. You ready? I'm nervous. You should be nervous. It's not. This is just have to answer the question. Okay. Who is that? Because I do little compilations of the emergency questions now every month, and uh, and forget ones that are, the ones that I've forgotten about. And the one that's coming out next, if you're listening at home, it probably is out already. Is what? Who is the most famous person you've ever been in a lift with that you didn't get into the lift with? Now, Ashley B needed a lot of explanation of that of what that meant. But it yeah, just means... Yeah, just, is that my question? Yeah, that's yeah. the question. Um, is it Ruth Jones from Gavin and oh, Stacey? Yeah, yeah, that's a nice yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't get on the lift. She went in the lift. Is, oh. that the, is that the answer? Yeah. Well, you've got to be in the lift with you, can't you? Oh, I thought you said that you didn't get on a lift. No, you didn't. It's... I've, I, no. The reason I stopped asking this question was because Ashley and B. I think, like, the, the pandemic came and I forgot about it. And she was the last person I asked thing. It just, you kind of walked into the lift... Like you were at a meeting with Ruth Jones, and then we said, "Let's get a lift up to the next thing." You got in a lift, and sh- and she either got in separately or you. Who who's famous that have been in a lift with? Yeah, Is that what you're asking. That you didn't. Like that you really didn't get in the lift with. Oh. But not who's <laughs> famous. Not who's famous you've been in a lift with that you were having uh, that you got in the lift with. <laughs> who's famous? Yes, go start again. Sorry. So, <laughs> like the first the first time I was in, I got in a lift. Right. And Jeremy Paxman was in the lift, and I oh, touched really? my briefcase with one of his hand, my one of my hands. Um, so I didn't get into the lift with Jeremy Paxman. He was in there. Equally, if I'd been in the lift, and Jeremy Paxman had come in at the next floor, that would count. But if I'd said, "Hey, Jeremy, let's get in the lift together," that would not count. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, good. It's pretty pretty simple. It's something about the island of Ireland that um, finds this a difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I've ever been in a lift with no, really. a famous person. What was, what was happened with Ruth Jones? She, <laughs> we, we were, we were both getting on a lift. Yeah, but we got and it was the BBC separate lift. So oh. All the lifts in the BBC. Oh, so she got on a different lift. We got it's, it's a shade story. But were sorry. you together? <laughs> were you together when you got in different lifts, or was she just waiting for the lifts downstairs? Because this will count if it's a different lift, as long as you didn't. As long as you went waiting downstairs, and then Ruth just says, "Just for a bit of funly, so I'm going to get a different lift to you." No, no, no. We were we were both waiting to yeah. go to separate meetings. Yeah, and we got in different lifts. That's fine. Okay, yeah. I'm going to allow it. Okay. Not most people don't have lots of lifts to choose from, but they do at the BBC. Okay. That's where I saw Jeremy Paxman. I saw I saw Ruth Jones on Charing Cross Road once. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lift though, is it? <laughs> so the story doesn't care. Good, we'll get back. So look, you, you, I mean, you, there's a few things you've been working on since Dairy Girls. Uh, and what I'm excited to talk about is your new project. And I would like to know a little bit about this, as much as you can tell us. Uh, how to get to heaven from Belfast. Yeah. Wow, some fans already. <laughs> yeah. Or they're just uh, liking the idea that they might get to heaven. <laughs> how? how? <laughs> so tell us, how can we do it? Um, what, what is it about? It's about a group of 
friends who are in their late 30s who go to the wake of an old friend they were at school with who they haven't seen in 20 years. And it's all very weird and mysterious and a lot of weird stuff happens. And then they have to go on this adventure to solve the mystery. But it's kind of like a comedy thriller. Different from Derry Gears. Hour long episodes. There's thriller beats. um, A lot of running around. And but it, hopefully it's funny. I hope that's all. It's a bit like funny. Murder She Wrote, but set in yes. Belfast. Yeah. And, that's and, good. And there's three of them. More swearing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. I think Murder She Wrote would have been better with a bit of swearing, innit? it? It should be called Murder She Fucking Wrote. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? Murder She Fucking Wrote. Yeah. Uh, diagnosis Fucking Murder. <laughs> no, I think it works for all of them. <laughs> Columb Fucking Bow. Um. And when's, when's this, when will we see it? Have you started filming? Has it been filmed? No, no. we're still writing it. We were right. doing a writer's room all this week, actually. And um, we'll film it next year. Yeah. 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 And then out in 2025? Think so, yeah. Wow, I mean, yeah. you have to, it does take a long time, doesn't it? It takes such a long time. Yeah. Writing them takes a long time. People, that's what people don't understand. Yeah. They're just like, should you just do it? And you're like, <laughs> but it takes ages. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and to create, I mean, that's what, you know, as a writer, I look at the stuff you've done and let, we talk about Derry Girls and I'm such a big fan of Derry Girls. But just, I look at that and go, how long did it take to, you know, to get just that cast of, because there's so many people in it as well. Yeah. But to even get the core group together and work out what all their characteristics were going to be and yeah. then what their relationships to each other were going to be. And it's so beautifully put, put together. And I know there's a little bit of your granddad sort of, is, is There's some going. that are that are very that I don't have to work very hard for, yeah. like the grandfather. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of sort of working stuff out with with the gang, making sure a group of friends sometimes they have to be believable as people that would hang around with each other, but also so in a comedy so distinct they can't ever sound the same. So you're always kind of figuring that out as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was we took a long time putting that cast together and all that. Um, and it it just worked. I remember we were very nervous about whether it was or wasn't working. Because I think an ensemble, obviously, it loves or dies by if you believe that that central group. Yeah. And they were doing that. We were filming this scene where they're they've stolen a they've stolen a notice board from a chip shop. But for some reason, they just think they're legends. And at this point, <laughs> and they're just like walking down the street like rock stars. So they think, and they just look like. Such ducks. I mean, the director were just like, "That's them." Look at the state of them. This is like brilliant, you know. And and you're laughing because I, I I thought when I'm laughing at them walking, yeah. this is good. You know? <laughs> and, it, and what's interesting, and it is again like The Office, is uh, you know, if a show like this is a success, and then all the and this is probably was a problem, I think, for you in the third series. All the people are so become so successful as a result yeah, of being it's really this, annoying. Yeah. This successful thing yeah. that you can't actually get them together I in know. the same space to do. You I have know. to have some of them on a wall and some of them standing at the bottom of the yeah. wall so they yeah. can be in the same scene together. It's yeah, very stressful. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly the scene you're talking about yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it was just a nightmare. And then you threw COVID under that, and it was great crack. Right. It's yeah, yeah. But it's you know they are. It is. It's brilliant casting. It's, it is so interesting, isn't it? I think I keep thinking about that with, you know, especially if someone nearly gets a part. Yeah. I mean, I've met, I've met a couple of people who nearly got a part in the office or nearly were such a yeah. something in the office. 
And you think, well, if they'd got that part, would it have been as good? And but, would they have got on to be in Hollywood? Or was it... Yeah. Was oh, it that's the, interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. one thing I tried to do if someone was brilliant. So we had an actress, Leo, Leo, Leo O'Rourke, who plays um, Jenny Joyce. She was auditioning for Claire. And um, she, she, she just wasn't really clear. She was brilliant. We kept bringing her back. But it just, it just wasn't going... I, I don't know why. Um, Jenny Joyce was going to be this one one episode character and so we just decided we're going to have to write that character because she's just so so brilliant and, yeah. and give her that character and we did that a few times with people you know they weren't maybe just exactly right for for who they were auditioning for yeah because it's so hard to get funny actors that you just go yeah let's try and hold on to them somehow yeah well, I like that you put. I mean, you know, I'm disappointed one comedian wasn't in it, but I, I like that you put. I like that you put comedians in, you know, serious roles. Yeah, so Tommy yeah, Tin yeah. and, and Ardle as well. I mean, they both proved themselves as fantastic actors anyway. Yeah. But they are, you know, Tommy Tin is so good as that character. He's brilliant. He's a brilliant yeah. actor, isn't he? And also, there's a wee bit of me getting to do, pop my heroes and stuff like yeah. Kevin again. Like that's you know, quite insulting. <laughs> But, uh, you know, Ardle particularly... Yeah. Um, I could do the accent. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm from Northern Ireland. <laughs> Think I could have done it. No, you girls, stop doing it. So I could have been in it. <laughs> Thank you. Um... <laughs> Good. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to. I just. I want to show the audience these wonderful books that are available in the foyer after the show. I'm gonna pick. A, I'm gonna pick an early emergency question for you. Just uh, give you a rest from the Derry Girls. Okay. Imagine that. Have you ever seen a ghost, Lisa McGee? I've heard a ghost. You've heard one. What was yeah. it doing? Um, <laughs> it told me to become a nun. It is. That's not. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the big. That's the best ghost there is. Yeah, yeah. Well, what was the circumstances, and why aren't you a nun if a ghost has told you to be uh, one? Yeah. Okay. So I, I was staying in my friend's apartment in Belfast, and um, I was quite tired. I don't know. I don't know if I was hungover, but I'm going to say I wasn't hungover, yeah. or, right? But I heard this. I was. I, I, hear, I was sleeping and I heard this. <laughs> I was sleeping. So many of these stories. No, but like... I was, I was asleep no, and I then I of, saw... But there was, there was a nun. I was very aware there was a, the presence of a nun in a room and she okay. said to me, Lisa, you need to be a nun. Like, this is just what your, your life... Yeah. At that time, I was working as a stage manager and I wasn't very good at it. So I was like, <laughs> maybe this is an option. But then I, I went around that day telling all my friends, I have to be a fucking nun now. Like, this is... <laughs> Desperate, and and then I and also remember saying to the nun spirit, but I want to be a writer, and she was like, "You can still write loads of nuns, right?" And I was like, "Okay," but by 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 the... yeah, they write, but no one fucking reads anything they put. Oh. No, I, yeah, well, I've just bought a book by a nun. Oh, by okay, Martin Scorsese, I beg anyway, your um, They they. So then I told everyone they were like, "Lisa, you're not you're not going to be a nun. Like, grow up." So, so <laughs> I so, I sort of got myself out of it. Some by wow. kind of. But then... Did the ghost come back? No, say, I the, told no, you to be no. a nun. The apartment used to be a convent. Wow. The Bolden. Yeah, if that, if that story hadn't happened in Ireland, that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was a really good twist. 
That's a bit like if a ghost tells you to be a nun and then you're not a nun. What's Also, yeah, think... what's the ghost telling you to be a nun for? She's a nun and she's dead. Yeah. It sounds like it's a trap to me. It's like, I, had, <laughs> I was a nun. It killed me. And now I'm going to get you into the nun business. Yeah. 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 Also, I mean... if I was a nun... I would creep around people's houses, the houses of young women, if I was a nun. Uh, and, yeah. um, and whisper, you've got to become a nun, because uh, as a ghost, yeah. and pretend to be a ghost like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Because that's how you get new nuns, isn't it? It's different. Yeah. Nuns, they can't a, reproduce. That's dead, the whole no, point, can't they? They can't. So they have to, you have to get nun. new people in. Huh? If you're a dead nun, you don't give a shit about... She wasn't dead, she was alive. She was an oh, alive nun pretending to be a dead nun to get new nuns in. That's... Seems more far-fetched than uh, a big actual ghost. You don't know what nuns are capable of. They've got a lot of time to themselves. <laughs> Any nuns in? <laughs> you admit, come on, you know, there's something suspicious, isn't it? So it's, it's, when you're that good, it's a bit suspicious. That's what I would say. Um, I once caught a falling nun. You once what? I, caught, I once caught a falling nun. <laughs> a nun was falling down the stairs. It was in Habitat in Hammersmith when they, when they had that... <laughs> She fell down the stairs and I just got underneath her. Just she, I, I didn't fully That's catch amazing. her, but I dove down yeah. and so she landed, her head landed on my. If my it hand. is when we die, if it is the Catholics that are up yeah. there, that's massive brownie point. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm hoping. To, I don't know if it balances everything else that okay. I've done, <laughs> but let's hope so. She wasn't. She wasn't very grateful. Um, <laughs> Could have got me a gift voucher for Habitat. <laughs> return. <laughs> um, very good. Look, uh, I'm going to ask you another emergency question because that was fantastic. I'm going to go. I've got different. I'm going to. I've got. I've got. Chris, I've got a Christmas book. I've got an, uh, the original book. Got all sorts. I'm going to ask you. Would you rather in a minute as well? Oh God. Um, okay. Uh, well, I, I, I'm going to. This is a slight uh, bastardation, actually. I'll, before I do this one, uh, if you had a finger that could travel through time. A finger that could travel. Yeah, through. what would you? Where would you go? Where would you, would you take your finger, and what would you do with it? Rich, hold on. Is it just my finger? Yeah, that's why I said a finger that can travel through time. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have said if you could travel but through time. But can I see what the finger's doing? Yeah, you can look through. So, like, there'll be a hole about that big. You can look through to see, just so you can check what's going on. Oh. You could probably, if you probably out, sniff yeah. to see if there was a smell. Um. Oh. Is there any way you'd like your finger to be in history or the future? No, it would definitely be history. Yeah. It might be like to find out who Jack the Ripper was or something. Okay. Or like it, the Egyptians. I mean... I don't know what. Or the Egyptians. Just, yeah. <laughs> Jack the Ripper or the Egyptian. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a broad... One of the two. Yeah. What would you do to clear... Who, which, which Egyptian, which area of the ancient Egypt are you interested in? The fella, the Tutan, the Wheelad, yeah. Yeah, not that, in- I would say not that interested, Lisa. If you say, the fella, old Tutan, what's it? Yeah. I think any, you know, we went around the world and asked, what's the name of the, what Egypt, ancient yeah. Egyptians can I you know? I think people would say Tutan Kamun, yeah. they'd be the first ones they're not. I lost that fella, co- yeah. Tutan, what's his face? I know, I, I did know, I lost confidence as yeah, the start of his name. Tutankhamun. What would you do to Tutan Kamun? You could... I just like to see what was going on and what yeah. he was up to. And... But you've got a chance to alter things very slightly. I might move some stuff around. Yeah, you could his... do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you haven't really thought it through. No. Right, was, uh, this, uh, this might go out... I think this will go out next year, actually, just like way after Christmas, but I'm going to ask you a Christmas emergency question. Okay. 
in this game. It's just going to be whatever. Oh, look, oh, this, is in, this is an interesting question. Academic and science writer Ben Goldacre, are you aware of the work of yes, Ben Goldacre? Yes, absolutely. Uh, keeps Christmas cake in his freezer so he can enjoy it all year round. Right. That's a fact. Okay. I've been to his flat. Is there any Christmas food that you enjoy consuming at the wrong time of year? It's an unlikely answer. I've never asked anyone that question. Snowballs, you know them yeah. snowball cakes? Yeah. With, f- like, full-fat Coke. Right. If you take a bite and then drink the Coke, it's like a whole experience. Right, okay. And you can do yeah. that any time. Doesn't it feel weird if you do that in July? I've never, ever tried it. Okay. I, I might now, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good. All right. We'll get back <laughs> to my, the, your career. Uh, and uh, and what, what we've got for you. So um, uh, you've written with your husband. Yes. The murder you wrote, she wrote to Dancy. Yes. Um, how was that? Because I, uh, my wife is a writer and a better writer than I am, I think. Uh, she sometimes <laughs> says, should we write something together? And I kind of say, I think we will be divorced yeah, quite quickly yeah. if we do that. How did you find writing with your partner? Um, do you know, it's like, it, was, it was good because I think that thing you're saying, it's not just you on your... At that stage, I'd written Derry Gish on my own. So do you have someone kind of... We always agreed on what we were doing with that show as well. So to have someone on your corner, you were at least two people arguing with all our people then, do you know, it was... Um, it was good and it was it was, it was was good to get a crack at... Uh, why we decided to write the show we wrote together was because we'd, we really liked those, um, you know, dilemma for murder, those old sort of thrillers and we yeah. just wanted to do something that like over four parts that people could just sit down and have their dinner with and watch a good old murder show kind of thing <laughs> yeah. so um yeah no it, it, it was it was really nice it got it did i know what you're saying though it did get to the point where it was all we talked about <laughs> yes and i had just had our second wow son oh, and man. we I, I was in the hospital after a section give complaining about a costume i didn't like <laughs> okay um, so it, it can get about where you go. Maybe we should step back from this, yeah. and uh, you know. And, and you, you've, your husband's an Englishman. I take it from yes. having spoken to him. I know because I've looked at this. And of uh, a different, slightly different. You're both Christians, but one of you's got. Uh, you, yeah. I think it isn't Christianity. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Christianity about just forgiving people. It doesn't matter if they don't agree with you totally. You turn the other cheek. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to come to Belfast and tell you what to do. Uh, he's a Protestant and you're a Catholic. Yes. Um, yeah. is, uh, you know, that, that's, a, it's, that's a, a, a great story, is it? Is that a... Well, he's, I mean, he's, he doesn't really believe in anything. Okay, but okay. Um, his family are, like... Um, so at our, at our wedding, we had to have two lines for communion. Yes. Like, it was... And it got quite competitive because... <laughs> The Catholic Irish line wanted to be the bigger line. Yeah. So yeah, stuff like that. I did guess. they win though? Did the Irish? I can't line even win? remember. Uh, yeah, I bet, I bet yeah, they did. yeah. Um, and you've you've moved back to Northern Ireland after living in London. Yes, for, we're here now. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, obviously, like the industry in Belfast is insane. It's, it's like, amazing. It, yeah. I mean, like your it's a, in all seriousness, Derry Girls has been like an it must have been an amazing thing for writers in Northern Ireland to see to see you have that success and think this is possible right so that's a, yeah I hope yeah I think I, I think it's there's a lot more confidence that people will like be able to understand our accents and um our sense of humor and like want to hear our stories yeah um 
so yeah, I think I hope I hope we're going to see a lot a lot more comedy from here. Was that part of the reason you wanted to move back, or was it was it just? There was like a, like a number of things. I think the kids was a big thing. You know, a lot of people move home, don't they, when they have children? But I think it got to the point where we're just filming everything in Belfast, and it was like this is not. She moved to London because, you know, um, that's where the industry was, and then we're flying back all the time, and it just made sense. Yeah. Uh, and you know you can we can zoom, can't we? If we need to, if you yeah, need to talk yeah. to somebody in London, and yeah. also you're a big deal. Let them fucking come to you. <laughs> Let those London pricks come to you <laughs> on an easy jet, <laughs> on a delayed easy jet for four hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's about you know that is with the whole you know the whole industry, the, the Game of Thrones that seems to yeah, never end. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a brilliant time for. And you, but you're in the EU and the UK at the same time. It's a brilliant time to... It's worked out pretty well, hasn't it? I mean... Yeah, I mean, there's, there's certainly, like, a lot of... There's a, there's, there's a lot of... And for a while, there's been a lot of stuff being made here. What I'm excited about is there's stuff now about here yeah. being made here. Yeah. And I think that's really what... Wasn't Game of Thrones about Northern Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> I misunderstood. <laughs> the White Walkers. I thought that was, well, that was part of it. Well, that was something. <laughs> and yeah, it's. Um, I was going to ask you the same question. I just asked you. Then I won't do that. Um, <laughs> um, let, let me ask, this is mainly for me because I'm a terrible interviewer who's been tired. I'm going to ask you another emergency question and then we'll we'll get back. Which we, you know, look, the time time has flown by. Yeah. Fucking hell, it really has. I haven't got time to dick around with emergency questions. Um, but I'm, I'm I've got to ask, there's, there's some I've got to ask to make the people happy. I don't want to come all the way to Belfast and not get a cheer for asking a d- disparate question. Uh, if you, uh, would you rather have a hand made out of ham? Yeah. That's all you, you're wasting your time writing sitcoms. Yeah, I know. Just write a question yeah. and you get a cheer everywhere around the... Okay. Hand made out of ham or an armpit that dispenses sun cream. So... You can eat your hand, it'll grow back. Oh my God, sun cream. Don't Wait till that. you've heard all the oh, stuff. Okay, sorry. Everyone chooses the sun cream, okay, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, sun cream squirts so you can have a nozzle there, but you can, yeah. it's only enough for personal use. You can, you, know, you can give it to other people, but you can't. It's not like a factory. I'm not can saying you, you fill can't. up bottles with it? Well, you can, but it will only be enough to the, okay. how much you would use in okay. a year. Yeah, so you get three bottles or something. I don't know how, how much you use. I, do. I had some in my bag and it got taken away by customs okay. there and... Fucking sm- slathered themselves in my my sun cream. I definitely do the sun cream yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Does everyone say that? Yeah, yeah. of course. The hand yeah. made out of ham's yeah. horrible. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. 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 it's a stupid question. Yeah. It's an absolutely pointless question. Um, well, look, you know, I, I am. I really understand why you don't, wouldn't want to do more Dairy Girls. I completely understand. And I and I and, I, and I'm really excited to see the the new show. Um, is there other stuff? Are you are you are you writing? Because now you you know you must be a more financially secure than you were when you when you first went over to London. Oh, so God, you yeah, could yeah. you you know you can go back to writing plays and is yeah, that something I mean, that appeals to you? It does. I have yeah. I, I have had an idea for a play for ages. Again, it's just motivate people. You have t- you a TV. You have people around you who just shout at you until you do the thing. Yeah. And theatre, it seems more like being a novelist or something. Yeah. And so 
I'll go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on my play, but then I just sit because it's like of no pr- real pressure. You're so, you know, um, we're, there's a lot of motivation with TV because I have a, I have a, we have a wee team that made Derrick's, that's making the new show. We want to keep working together, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely get that and I'm just I want to write a novel, but it's never fucking going to happen. <laughs> uh, it's not going to I mean, like if someone really said we're going to pay you and you have to do it by now, I might manage to do it. Yeah, but, yeah. But, it is that that uh, when I wrote Time Gentleman Please, half and I really did it m- nearly all on my own, and we did uh, tw- twenty two episodes wow. in the first series. But they gave us thirteen of those episodes in the middle of the the run, so I had to write one. Oh ep- my god! I had to write an episode a week on my own. Oh my god! Um, you get it done though. Yeah. I mean, I don't think yeah. I could do it now. I was young, but I, but yeah, I, I did yeah. it, and they weren't noticeably any better or but worse you, than the other it's ones. A, it's a thing like my, my memory, I can't remember if we were saying this back there or here. Now, yeah. but the, there's the, the works, once you've set up that pilot, that first episode, there's yeah. the, there's a hundred times more work was under that than they are. So you can kind of run at it then. Yeah. But, and you have the fun, as you say, if you, fi- if you find an actor or a yeah. character that you love, you can turn it halfway through that. Halfway that series, um, Rebecca Front sort of said, oh, I'm, I'm pregnant. I'm going to, you know, by the time we finish the series. Yeah. Because it was so, such a long series, I'm going to be, you know, noticeably pregnant. Yeah. So we, that became like a, a story arc throughout the whole series where she got pregnant. We didn't know yeah. who, who'd impregnated and she didn't know who'd impregnated her. <laughs> Uh, so it was, you know, it was, it's really interesting to use that. And I think, you know, you do... I mean, I don't think many people could do what I did. No. I generally don't. I don't think there are many people who could, could allow themselves to, 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 to do it so fast. And, you know, it was, it was really hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it kind of destroyed me for a bit. And I don't think many people would attempt it. But, it, but I think most, most... If someone said to you... You have to write an episode of Dairy Girls in the next week because well, sometimes or we're, or you do have to, you have to for some other reason. Yeah, like yeah. Not, that would have been I would have really freaked out if I'd have been in that. But you would have <laughs> had to do it. But like sometimes you can't film it for other reasons or yeah. something happens with an actor, and you just have to get very creative um, and be very open to change in TV writing. I think you know yeah. it's just it's never the final thing. And even when it goes out in TV, I'll see something I wish had changed. Do you know, or a better version of, course, of the yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. It's good that you have to stop, though, right? It's good that it's good because there has be, to be a point that it stops. Yeah, I think I always say there's like a brilliant, there's there's like the perfect time with an idea, and it's um, stuff can be developed for too long, or or it can start too quickly. Do you yeah. know? But there is a sort of muddle ground. But if you don't start when you need to start. Um, you'll lose you'll lose the whole energy of the idea, I think, as yeah. well. Yeah. And is, is it is it? I mean, if you've got a big, big success, I can only imagine what it's like. Um, is it is it a but is it a pressure? Does it does it put too much pressure on the next thing, or are you able to go? Okay, I'm just gonna do my best with the next thing and not work, not think about that. Or are you thinking? What if this is not as good I, as the last it, one? It, 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 I try not to think yeah. about it because there's no way it's going to be like Derry Gears. It was no. just a weird thing. And it's the fact that Derry Gears was even successful was strange. Like, I think um, I think you just have to... I'm excited by the new challenge of this show and, and, and I'm trying to 
yeah, challenge myself as a writer and think about the audience rather than me and my ego and if I'm good or not, you know. Think about just telling a story that I'd want to watch. Yeah. And, I, you know, that that's that's all you can do. Obviously, when it goes out and the next day and the reviews, you know, you're going to be shitting yourself, but that's yeah. just natural as well. Yeah. You'd, yeah. Be, you'd be crippled by it if you kept thinking about... Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, you know, but it's... You know, it's, I'm sure it's lovely, but it's also like a... It's a bit annoying, right, if people, like I have throughout this interview, keep going on about... Oh, God, one. it's not annoying at no. all. I waited a long time for people to <laughs> care. Yeah. So I'm just still delighted. <laughs> yeah. I think what's interesting as well with you, it isn't... You know, sometimes it's the first thing. I just... I can't... I can't... No. You know, it's the first thing anyone's done, and it's massive. Yeah, I'm so and then glad they it was you know, And I'm very glad I've had 35 years to wait till my successful thing... Well, it's going to happen really soon. And... Uh, <laughs> And then I'll really appreciate... When it comes, I'll really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, but it is, I think that, that's... I think if my first thing had been successful, I'd be dead. Yeah. You know, I'd just have gone mad and thought it was brilliant and been... Go- you know, I'm so glad that I, I can... Uh, like, that it, it came at the right time for yeah. me. Like, do you know, I just... I'm well, you seem, happy. you know... I mean, I hang around with a lot of comedians, so everyone seems well-balanced, but you, you seem... <laughs> You seem like a very together and happy. But are you are you are you content? Are you happy in your life? Is, do you feel like I am? Yeah, yeah I re- I really I feel very lucky. You know, I I yeah I am. I really really love what I do as well. And I'm, it's just incredible to have a job that you're still excited. But and don't know like I still don't know. I don't know anything about it. You know, it's it's <laughs> that thing of the more the more you know, the less you know. Do you know? It's just like there's so much still to learn and uh, and there's so much good writing at the minute that it's you just you're always trying to push yourself or yeah yeah well look lisa it's so uh, it's such an absolute pleasure to meet you i say i am a huge fan and it's great to see you in belfast in northern ireland amongst your people who i know love you ladies and gentlemen the fantastic lisa mcgee thank you very much You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Lisa McGee. Thank you to Scant Regard for providing us with this music. I'm indebted to my friend Chris Evans, not that one, and Ben Evans, not that one, and George Lingford, not that one, and Peck Cliff, that one. She's the only one. Uh, and uh, I was going to say something else. Oh, and everyone here at the Mac in Belfast, of course, thank you for having us, and to EasyJet for making our trip here so easy. And the man at uh, security making me go around three times. Thanks for that. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoBusterStrike.com production. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. 
instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out. <laughs>